Kia ora, I'm Georgia. I'm Catherine. And I'm Molly. And you're listening to... Pimpod! Happy Tuesday, or whatever day you're listening to this on. Welcome to this week's episode, which is an episode with just the three of us. No special guests this week. Just Lucky you. Yeah, what a treat. <laughs> How are you guys going? Good, sitting here with a drink. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I could definitely do with one what of those. What is that? Yeah, you know, you know what kind of day? It's a Pals. Ah, oh, nice. Can you see? It's one of those. It's vodka, central Otago peach, passion fruit, and soda. Oh, nice. Mm. I've had the watermelon one of that. Yeah, really, really good. Really easy to drink. Yeah. Yes, too easy. Very refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> so if my if I go downhill during the podcast, you know why. That, that will be it. Your chat will deteriorate rapidly towards the end. We'll make it quick. Yes, rapidly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, I'm obviously yeah. doing this during the afternoon so I can just see out the corner of my eye Hugh sitting on his potty and he keeps like looking down to check to see what he's doing because he's so excited that we've just we've only just mm. introduced a potty the concept of it um, and he's so excited is he, in, is he liking it is he oh he loves he's it happy? he's a real like he's really into poo and wee and bums he's one of those so he loves evaluating yeah. what's in the potty after it's happened and then calling all of us over to talk about it and discuss <laughs> what's in there and the size of it. And he'll show, want Hector to have a look and be like, oh, oh, look, I had some sweet corn. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Has, so did he, like, just poo in the potty fine? Well, we, we thought we'd just buy a potty about a week or yeah. so ago and leave it on the side and then one evening he sat on it and just did a poo and that was it oh my god because Mila was terrified like terrified of pooing in the potty like just didn't like it and even one day she said to me um she thought she needed to go this was when we started first training and she sat down and I will never forget her face she started pooing and she looks at me and she goes mommy What's my bottom doing? (laughs) And she looked so shocked, like really shocked and really frightened. Oh, bless her. It is is weird, I guess, isn't it? I wonder, Hugh is quite old. I mean, he's three next month and we have never even Mm. entertained the idea of toilets or potties or anything with him. So maybe it's just that he's a bit older. But now he asks Mm. all the time things like, if we're out and about, who say, does that man need a poo? I like pointing to somebody. <laughs> You're like, let's just keep oh our God, voices topless. down a bit. <laughs> he does have that kind of face, so yeah, maybe he does need a poo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's on top for you this week, Marley? Um, so I know I've talked about it before, but I've just started my new job and um <laughs> The weirdest like thing happened to me. Well, not not to me, but anyway. So I I obviously change um like toddlers nappies, and I have I had a wee boy who um I said okay come with me and can I change your nappy and I put him up on the thing and then I started like to change his nappy and I just stared at him like stared and thought 
holy shit, I do not know how to change a boy's nappy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I honestly, I had no idea. And I was just like, okay, is this, do I need to do something different here? And I, um, I actually ended up having to ask one of my colleagues um, if they could show me how to change a boy's nappy. And she literally just came over and like gave it like a couple of wipes and was like, yep, that's all you do. And I just, I felt so dumb, like really, really dumb. We're like, I promise I'm qualified Um, for this job. (laughs) I'm just really scared of penises. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think it's because obviously I have two girls and like, I've changed nappies, like my younger sister's nappies, but I have two, like I was the age to be able to do that when I had two younger Mm. sisters, you know, so I've only ever, I've only ever been around girls changing nappies and um, yeah, I just had no idea what to do. Make sure, make sure the willy is down. That's my only piece of advice. (laughs) That's the best advice you'll ever get. Okay, because I don't even, I haven't been doing that so <laughs> their parents will be maybe thanking you so much when they wee in the car seats on the way home <laughs> yeah oh my god I really need to make sure I do that then okay that's good to know oh my god it was so dumb. I felt really stupid like so stupid interesting what about you Georgia what's on top um I I feel like we could do a whole episode on this oh. but just dealing with like the mental load of being a mum really I don't know Gosh, if you've gone fine there <laughs> yeah I know sorry god after how to wipe a child's butt um <laughs> yeah just I don't even know like what made me think about talking about it but um I actually I was talking about it with my mum the other day yeah. about like mm. the mental load of a mum how well it might not necessarily always be be mums but I just feel like we always think about the little things mm. yeah. that would I, get otherwise missed. I don't know. Mm. Tomo's amazing. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like he's such a hands-on dad. Hands-on dad. That sounds ridiculous. He's such a great dad. Um, mm. But it's just those little things like making sure the kids have clothes the right size to fit them. Yeah. And you yeah. know, just all those little things. Or if you go on holiday, making sure that all the right things are packed. Um, for like every scenario that might happen yes yeah yeah i don't know do you guys find that oh i do and i holiday is such a good one i just think things like Mm. um kids suntan lotion or i remember researching mozzie spray when we were going to go to rari that was suitable for children and stuff whereas i imagine Mm. if i didn't do that we'd rock up to the airport or actually just be there getting eaten by mosquitoes and not really knowing what to do (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like, you know, you go away on holiday and half an hour before Tom, I was like, cool, I'll pack the car. Yes. And I'm like, yes, because I've packed all the bags and I've been thinking oh about God. it for a week yeah. and written lists and made sure all the clothes yes. that we need are washed and ready to go. And um, Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. very to me last week. Yeah. yeah. I went away for one night and I said, this is why I don't like going away for one night because you literally have to pack the house for one night. Yes. And it's just not worth it in my it's opinion. You may as well go for a yes, week. Yes, totally. It's mm. the same for a week. You're right. You just think yeah. of the little yeah. things or, you know, you'll pack the car the night before because you're right, half an hour before they'll say, should we pack the car? And you're thinking, well, he needs to go down for a nap in about 15 minutes. So ideally we'd be leaving in mm. 10, you know. <laughs> 
I find Zane, he'll go, we'll be like half an hour from leaving. And he's like, right, I'll just go and pack my bag. Yeah. He, he, he packs his bag and he's like, okay, well, let's go now. And it's like, I've still got shit to do. Yeah. Like I'm still organizing stuff. And he's like, what's taking so long? Um, I have three people to worry about. Yes. He has himself to worry and, about. But. Like, don't you worry, I've washed all of your clothes yes. so that they're ready yeah. for you to take away. It's so yeah. it's so true, isn't it? And the kids just require so much stuff, don't they? You have to have every eventuality. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's, I was thinking particularly medicines. We always take, like, antihistamine for the kids because you just never know, do you? And PAMOL and... Yeah, no. better to be safe. Yes, yeah. and plasters and steri strips and everything. Again... They just would never think of it. Like my, like Matt would just not think to bring those things. Which is so funny when he's a doctor. No. <laughs> I mean, this is this is so true. And considering every holiday we go on, somebody gets injured and ends up going to ED. Like the past yeah. four we've been to. So. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> yeah. Um, so sorry. I don't mean to whinge. And you're not it's whinging. Not even, it's not even anything. Like like I said, Tomo's amazing. It's just, mm. I don't know, it's just a lot sometimes being a mum, isn't it? So much. It is. And yep. the constant yeah. worry about, you know, Everything. are they eating the right foods? <laughs> Am I doing enough yeah. of this with them or that with them or just everything, isn't it? But yes, that's okay. What's on top for you, Catherine? Uh, more of a, like, woman one than a, a parenting one. But... My friend just recommended period pants to me, like period undies. So I've Mm. ordered some. I went for the Moddy Body once. Yep. After doing a bit of research and seeing what people recommended. And they've just arrived. And I was so surprised because I've spoken to you guys about this before. I don't really know what they are or how they work. But I've heard people rave about them. And they arrived and they literally just look like normal pants but maybe with like almost like a bikini type insert in them and I'm just baffled because on them they're overnight ones it says the equivalent of 10 tampons and I'm I just can't work out how that works I assumed they'd be really thick or chunky and you don't have to change them Mm. for the whole night well apparently not don't quote me but I think it said like 50 mils worth could go in them which is nuts yeah i i suppose like um such a small amount of blood actually comes out when like you know because when i because i use a menstrual cup when i have my period which has been a while now but um and like i would empty it at the end of the day and there would just be like the tiniest amount of blood but if on a normal day like if i was normally using tampons i would have gone through like maybe like four or five tampons throughout the day and they're full like they're really full but I suppose like the the way they absorb yeah makes it seem like that for such a small amount you know yeah yeah I mean that makes sense yeah so I mean so many people rave about them don't they and I've read lots of reviews and people say they are great so I'll report back to you but I'm just intrigued to see how it's going to work yeah let us know I'm intrigued I'd love to know. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I've been told it's a bit like reusable nappies that you just rinse them off before you pop them in. And um, also yeah. my friend said no fabric softener because in your wash when you yeah. wash them, because apparently it ruins mm-hmm. them. But apart from that, yeah. 
see how it goes. Woo-hoo. I mean, such exciting news. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we'll be hanging on to the edge of our seats wanting to Waiting know for my your, period um... to come. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably like matters every month. Uh... Oh, good. No baby this month. <laughs> um, we should probably get into this week's episode. And this week we've decided to talk about... Um, yeah, breastfeeding. So Marley, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Um, today we are going to be talking about all things feeding, whether it be breast, formula, expressed milk, tube fed, donor milk, goats, cow, you name it. I'm sure we have tried it. Feeding is something that we have all had both amazing and not so great experiences with. And we know firsthand how hard it can be to establish good feeding with your gorgeous little baby. One thing we all agree on, though, is fed is best. To help out all of you parents who are feeding babies right now, we have an awesome lactation consultant on the show next week, the lovely Libby from Libby & Co. But this week, we wanted to share with you some of our experiences with feeding and what we have taken away from it. So let's get going. Did either of you have a plan during pregnancy for how you wanted to feed your babies? Um, I, I actually just presumed that I would just breastfeed and I just thought it would happen really easily and the baby would come out and it would just latch on and that would just be it. (laughs) I was, I was obviously open to, um, formula and bottle feeding, whatever, but I honestly just thought it would just happen and there would be no troubles at all. Did you guys think that too? Yeah, exactly the same. Just assumed they came out and then you fed them and that would be that. Yeah. They just, that's yeah. what your boobs are for, no? Yeah. How long were we? <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, Mally? Um, yeah, no, I didn't like prepare anything. Um, I, th- I think the only thing I did in preparation was buy like the Lansino cream mm. or like the this stuff to put on my nipples because I thought like I'd heard that they would hurt but I mean I had no idea like I just thought it would be a little inconvenient you know yeah, I was exactly the same but, um, I was like oh they'll be a wee bit sore <laughs> um <sighs> so you use the lancinol cream was there anything else that you did to prepare did you like do courses or buy a pump or anything like that um yep I did the um course the breastfeeding course at St George's wasn't a massive fan of it why not um I just found it and I think I might have touched on this in my birth story but I just found that it like it really made me walk out as a first time mum being like well I'm a failure if I don't breastfeed my child you know and like I kind of had an open mind I really wanted to breastfeed but um I was open. If I couldn't, I would bottle feed. But I don't know. It was like a room of 30 mums and all of us were pretty much first-time mums. And if I felt walked out feeling that way, I'm pretty sure every single Mm. other mum did as Mm. well. So um, I did that course. I did it between Harry and Flo. Um, Yeah. I was booked in to do it before Harry, but with COVID I couldn't. So I did it with Flo. And I was going as a second-time mum who had had a really hard time breastfeeding and you know wanting to give it a go second time round and yeah same thing I was like 
I'm so pleased I didn't go before Harry because with everything that happened, I would have felt like a failure. Yeah. I was just like, F you, you know, you have got no idea what some, well, you probably do have an idea of what some people go through, Mm. but these poor, poor mums who are feeling all this pressure. Yeah. I probably just like had a bit of a bee in my bonnet about it because I had had such a bad experience first time. Oh, definitely. had formula fed my baby and he's totally fine so yes yeah um a bit like the mental load stuff you were just talking about georgia the mental load that comes with breastfeeding or bottle feeding in terms of guilt and concern and worry and everything then i think if you go to a course in which you're made to feel like you made the wrong decision that's so hard Yeah, yeah and it was just like the lady who took it she wouldn't even say the word formula she was Making it as if it was this, like, very taboo thing. Mm. And I was thinking, Mm. I'm sure at some point every single person in this room potentially could feed their baby formula. Oh, definitely. Um, We had the same when we were, um, when Hector was in hospital after he was born. On NICU, they called it milk mixture instead of formula as well. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know what they were talking about. I assumed they were... (laughs) <laughs> whipping out some cow's milk that's been mixed up with some fancy medicines but no it's just um just a standard formula that is so bizarre do you know what i hate i hate in hospital how they make you sign something if you're going to feed your baby formula mm. did you get that in hospital i or like did you um i i know what you mean we we had to sign something not for formula but Hector was on NICU and we had to sign I had to sign something to promise to pump eight times every 24 hours in exchange for some donor breast milk for him when he really needed some initially which uh I really struggled with that decision because I wanted him I they'd talk to me about the fact he really needed to be having breast milk because he was sick and I completely agreed that Mm. that was what was best for him and incredible at Christchurch that we have an amazing donor milk bank because I know Mm. elsewhere only you know extreme premies get them and he was obviously overdue and they were offering me it so fortunate but yes the fact I had to sign to to (laughs) promise to pump eight times in 24 hours Having had a terrible pumping journey with my first, it really, I really, really struggled with that and it made me quite upset. I had to sign the same thing with Mila and like I stuck to it for the first three days and I'm like, who the fuck is actually checking this? (laughs) No one. So I stopped. (laughs) I stopped. I was like, well. Are the milk police coming to get me? Where are they? Oh God, so many, so much pressure. I am just everything. I just did uh, in my antenatal course. We did. I wouldn't even say an hour, maybe half an hour tops on breastfeeding, where we all had to hold a teddy in breastfeeding positions. Which (laughs) now, having done it, is so laughable. It's like just let's just not even do it because it's nothing like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just like such a laugh. Uh, yeah. But at and the they time you're like, oh yes, oh. this is how it'll be, and yeah, yep. great position with my teddy. Is... <laughs> yeah, done. This is how still my child will be the whole time. <laughs> Perfect latch. My nipples Not... are loving it, even though I've got a bra and a top on. <laughs> um, did you guys oh, buy pumps man. before breastfeeding or before? Sorry, your baby Not came. Before. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did actually. No. Yeah. I don't even know why. I just I did. Just had it actually, on the list and I remember yeah. why you did because we were go we went into the level four lockdown the first time and I remember you were worried right. you wouldn't be able to get one. Just telling your story for you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I wanted to be very prepared because I didn't know um, like what would be on hand. So, yeah. Did you, Catherine? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. I did that classic late night breastfeeding in the middle of the night buying a pump online. The Milk Bar Double Electric. About oh, yeah. six weeks in. So they are pricey. Slightly off topic, but worth mentioning. I've told you guys this. We did a big spring clean oh. in our house. I was still breastfeeding yeah. Hector and I got mastitis and I hadn't used my pump in months because he was over a year. And so I was searching for the pump desperately because I really needed it. I was in so much pain. Couldn't find it anywhere. Couldn't find it anywhere. Matt had binned it. He binned my double electric breast pump. I I was going to say, isn't this the pump that your husband yes. threw away? Yes, I was <laughs> raging so annoyed oh my god yeah thankfully a good friend lent me hers but i was assuming if we had another i'd use the pump because it was a like it was a great one and as pumps go i quite like really it. good yeah but i can't what did he believe... think it was mm. well he just he's one of those people that goes around the house and just bin stuff if he doesn't know what it is <laughs> <laughs> didn't he also throw out your tins machine yeah <laughs> threw that out <laughs> along with it actually I he now has a rule that he can't throw anything away unless he comes and checks with me what it is first. <laughs> yeah, that's probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, Gutting. Yeah. Did you get bottles God. beforehand? Yeah. Yes, I did. Yep. Good old Dr. Brown's. Mm, I was recommended those yeah, ones too. I did too. as well. Yep. yep. Dr. Brown's made a killing. I wonder if he's actually a doctor. Hmm. Great <laughs> bottles though. Yeah. I got heaps of bottles and never used them. Oh, did you? Or like I use like one or two, mm. but that's all right. So when your babies were first born for both of them, how did your feeding journey start? Um, um, Harry was big, so he was nine pound ten. So right um, from the start, they suggested topping him up with formula. I don't really know why. First time mama, I was like, cool, yep, we'll do that. Um, and I, did, I hadn't expressed any colostrum like antenatally. You just don't know any different though, no, do you? No, no. Oh, yeah. Like, you're trusting an expert to, like, you follow as a first-time mum what this expert is telling you. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. No, and he latched on really well. I, like, had colostrum. That was all fine, but they just said, oh, you know, because he's big, he'll be really hungry. Let's, we did formula in a syringe and also in a tube, like, when I was feeding him, just to get him some more milk, I guess. Oh, like, tube Um, that goes into his mouth. yeah i've I've seen those you because you can strap them to your boob can't you and then they feel like they did you tape it right next to your nipple yeah yeah so he was like still feeding on me but he was like getting lots of milk because it was formula Mm. um so yeah so that was interesting and then with flow i was i had managed to express about oh i was like 80 mils of colostrum 80 yeah, which was... Were you just milking yourself heaps. every night? <laughs> she was 10 days overdue, so... <laughs> Nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. <Really> good milking. <laughs> yes. Um, so I had lots of that, and which was great, but if you don't have that, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't uh-uh. think it's something that you need. It was just a bonus. And I was, like, quite determined to 
just try and feed her myself. Um, mm. And yeah, she latched really well and Aww. it was, yeah, really good. Good work, Flay. What about you, Marley? Well, with Mila, really long labour. And I just, I think like with all of the um, like up drugs almost that I had in my system, my milk took a really long time to come in. So, you know, obviously like when she was first born, latched her on, but um, she wasn't getting enough milk. So I had to do the donor breast milk situation as well where I just yeah pumped and fed and used donor milk so pretty much I was just like it was just like a constant thing I think I got like an hour rest between like needing to do something else oh wow um that's brutal so that was really hard yeah and I just yeah it was so hard but, um, yeah, she was just exclusively breastfed once we got home and um, she fed really well. I didn't, didn't have any issues at all with her. So, um, so, yeah, with Layla, she was born. My milk came in on, like, day two really, really easy. Um, just fed her um, whenever and, yeah, started off great mm, gosh how breezy. did you, how did you yeah. go Catherine so with Hugh I think I can't reiterate enough how much I didn't know about breastfeeding before I went into it or you know absolutely nothing didn't watch any videos but I was in recovery with Hugh we'd, we'd just come out of um the theater and he is sitting in recovery and my lovely midwife just grabbed my boob and said let's give him a feed and latched him on and he just fed and that was it he just he was a really big boy as well he was yeah nine eight I think and he was starving and just fed 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 and that was him just constantly feeding and loved it so he was and hasn't stopped since no oh my gosh hasn't stopped since (laughs) so he really hasn't so yeah he was yeah he was very easy to breastfeed and I was really lucky that it didn't hurt at all at the start like I didn't have any nipple damage or bleeding or any pain it was great and then Hector like I said he was poorly when he was born so he came out initially wouldn't latch but he was grunting quite a bit and then did latch and we I had some colostrum not 80 mils but I had a bit of colostrum (laughs) (laughs) I gave him a bit he loved that and then we ended up in NICU so he was tube fed mm. and that was the donor milk and I was pumping there is nothing more depressing than pumping I think in the first 24 hours because you're getting nothing at, you know yeah I was getting mm. max 20 mils the NICU nurses were beyond amazing they'd literally cheer and clap for me when I got to the 20 oh. mil mark which was so gorgeous just lovely so yeah he had donor milk and then uh and then I think by day three he was having my my milk again via tube and then we got he we were so fortunate and then we got him back onto the breast on day four or five maybe I'm not sure but I had a lactation consultant visit me every day in hospital which is incredible as well that's good so yeah he got back onto the breast quite easily and was was feeding purely from the breast when we left the hospital yeah so that was 
us. Did you guys have this? I just remember this so vividly after Harry was born and lying there and just having a hospital midwife and my midwife die on either boob milking me. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. What has my life come to? Yes. <laughs> what a shock <laughs> when you. What a shock. Yeah. Weren't a mother half an hour ago. And then yeah. this. And you probably wouldn't just, you know, lie nude <laughs> in front of people. And at that point, you actually just don't care. No. Nope. No. No. So funny. So weird how it happens. Um, so how did your feeding journeys progress? Did you change up how you were feeding or did you have any bumps in the road? I feel like Georgia. Let's <laughs> let's start with you. <laughs> Take the wheel, I'll Georgia. I'll try to make a long story short. Yeah, so with Harry, we were doing formula feeding and breastfeeding um, and I think we just had a couple of really bad latches and I'm just like a shocker at asking for help like I I just I should have asked for help and got my latch checked more but I knew I kind of knew that it would hurt but I didn't realize that the pain I was experiencing wasn't actually normal and then it kind of got to the point where it was just almost easier to give him a bottle because it was sore yeah um, so, I, but I was, yeah, still bottle feeding and formula feeding. I had quite cracked nipples, um, towards the start. And then at about week three, I think it was, I got my first bout of mastitis, oh. which really just came out of nowhere, to be honest, just, you know, classic fever, all those symptoms managed to get onto antibiotics pretty quickly. And I just pumped off that that boob fed Harry off my other one and we just topped him up with with formula I was also using nipple shields which I don't really know why I was but I thought it might I someone suggested that it might help if my nipples were sore but yeah I don't think that was actually helping that much and then I had about five days of him back feeding off both sides and then my other boob got mastitis and that that one really came out of nowhere that was in the space of a few hours yeah ended up really sick and um got admitted to hospital for about five nights which oh my gosh yeah was pretty tough harry harry couldn't come into the hospital with me i was i was just like too sick to hold him and we just made the decision Mm. that he was better at home on the bottle tomo and my mum were there with him and Tomo would come in every day um, and see me and then mum would bring Harry in for a few hours each day and just while we were in there I just decided that actually to be a good mum I was better to not feed Mm -hmm. because if I kept getting sick like this I just felt like I wasn't able to be a mum and parent him so for me for like my mental health and just my physical health really we we made the decision to formula feed oh my gosh and georgia that's such a like such a rough ride and the fact you still have such a i don't know what the word is but you're so pragmatic and have made the best decision for your family it's so lovely yeah it was i i just kept, like had to really yeah. and everyone was really supportive like oh yeah midwife lactation consultants in the hospitals the doctor actually said look i think this is probably best for you mm-hmm. so it it definitely took that guilt away, I think. Yuck. Yeah. And then it was the best decision ever. Don't, like, no regrets at all. Yeah. It wasn't until I had flow and we had 
like I've had absolutely no issues with her. The, I've just had wow. an absolutely amazing breastfeeding journey. It couldn't have been any more different. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it is really nice, but it's almost made me more sad about Harry's, ah. I think, because it's like, oh, well, like I can, I can breastfeed. Yeah. It's, it was just, yeah, a few different things. And I think with the topping up with formula and I was pumping quite a bit, I think that definitely led to the mastitis um because do you think you had an oversupply i don't i I don't really know i don't know i'm wondering if the pump wasn't fitting properly and i just didn't didn't have a great latch Um, i just cannot stress the importance of getting your latch checked i think that is just so important yeah yeah that's me it really is gosh you're such a a superhero breastfeeding mum. you really are oh thank you to for you to go back and go into it with such a positive outlook the second time and say we're going to give it our best shot and then look what's happened after such a you know most people don't end up doing five days in hospital (laughs) from a status I think with Flo it was I had absolutely no pressure you know I just I had Harry that was fully formula fed and it was completely fine so I just had no pressure and I just said I'm just going to take it each day as it comes and I kind of had told myself the first sign of mastitis that's it I'm not we're calling that especially when I have had Harry who was 15 months old like I just couldn't afford to not be able to be there with them basically Uh so yeah so it was mine what about you Catherine um so with Hugh it started amazingly like I said and then again a bit like Georgia I actually don't 100% know what happened and how it all turned to custard. There are a few things in play. So at so I had retained products, which I had mm. been warned can drop your supply. Although I didn't feel like I had an undersupply because he was, he was a big boy and was gaining, you know, 400 grams a week. So he was getting enough. But because of, because of that, we did get hit him properly looked at and myself looked at and things by lactation consultant they said he had a tongue tie we got a tongue tie release at six weeks and after that we struggled to get him breastfeeding again to be honest I think I now know lots of people do exercises and things for their tongues I think six weeks is maybe quite late to get it released I'm not sure but we had that and he basically just got bottled preference is the crux of it so I was pumping and see I was expressing all of his feeds and giving the bottle we went to so many of those breastfeeding clinics to get him back onto the breast we just try and try and try again he had no interest in it whatsoever he'd just scream and not want to be on it um but was you know chucking back his bottles I said I'd stick with it as long as I felt I could but it is the pressure is so much isn't it this pressure is horrendous to breastfeed and everyone was saying well you know as long as he's still technically exclusively breastfed if it's all pumped and I was thinking okay well then I have to keep doing this I have to keep doing this and pumping is a huge mental toll it really is isn't Uh, it well because you're feeding Mm. You you know you've got the time to feed your baby and then you have to sit down and pump so it's double really yes. isn't it? Oh, definitely. And then we had the 
added stress of we were going back to Europe to see our families and we were doing quite a lot of planes between like the UK and Ireland and France whilst we were there and I'd said to myself if I was still pumping by the time we left for that trip when he was three months old I'd stop but I didn't because I was thinking oh you know there's gonna be lots of bugs on the plane it's good for him to have breast milk so I ended up pumping all around Europe which was I regret that now because it took me away from time with family and it um I should have just just should have just put on a formula I don't know what I was thinking it's just the pressure though isn't it like you said yeah definitely and just sitting and pumping on the plane with and it's just so awkward and uncomfortable and then storing your milk I found it quite Mm. I found it quite hard and then when we at six months I decided because he was moving at that point and I thought I'm not being a very good mum because rather than interacting with him while he's starting to move and things I'm worrying about pumping and checking I have enough milk and keeping my supply up and all of that so we pulled the plug and transitioned him onto formula I you honestly that is amazing that you did that for that long I actually cannot believe it so amazing it was I Mm. wish I hadn't done it for that long if I could go back and Mm. stop earlier I probably would have but I felt you know after having Hugh I was pretty lucky in that I I'm not much of a crier anyway but the only things I really cried over were breastfeeding because I just felt Mm. like I was failing him so much by not giving Mm. him breast milk and the pressure was so great not from you know Matt or or my friends but I just felt like I'd go to these I'd go and seek support from people and I'd come back feeling worse about myself and that I had to keep doing it which was hard so I was I was feeling quite nervous a bit like you George I was feeling quite nervous going into it a second time because I was I didn't quite understood what had gone wrong and bottle preference and things I had been told I had really a really um forceful flow so it could have been that he didn't really like it and so I was quite conscious of that going into Hector uh Hector was born like I said went to NICU was tube fed and I felt and then when they when they wheeled the pump in to my room I got I got quite cross and I was like why are you bringing mm. the pump in here I don't want to pump it's not something I want to do again and then they we did the whole form signing I just thought oh great did it thought I'm, I don't want to do this much more but they said to me because of the antibiotics he's on realistically he needs four months worth of breast milk to right for his gut to kind of I don't know counteract the effects of the antibiotics Mm. I don't know so I had that four month mark on my head if I was going to be pumping and thought I'll go to then but actually he latched really well once we got out of hospital we had a follow-up lactation consultant come to the house because they've been tube fed and things and they said to me you need to be triple feeding um and I just I just Matt was in the background and I'm so grateful he was there because he saw how upset I'd been before and he said no he just said to her no she's not doing it like it's what's your, what's triple feeding sorry as in where you breastfeed and then you pump and then you top up with a bottle and all of this oh, wow. so it's just, it's just oh, yeah. quite a lot of work because I was again like you Molly I was only getting an hour downtime between doing that and that's what I had been doing because I've been yeah. told to and and I felt like I just couldn't advocate for myself at that moment because I was feeling so worried and stressed because he'd been sick. So I was so grateful that Matt mm. just stepped in and said, like he said, obviously it's your choice, but said, no, nah, you're not doing it. 
you know, our and let's not forget you. You know, you had a fifteen-month-old. Yes. You had family that couldn't come to New Zealand. Like you, yeah. you know, it obviously you had manageable. your friends, but yeah, it was just you guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was grateful we made that decision. That I made the decision that if this wasn't, I was just going to exclusively breastfeed. I wasn't going to touch the pump, and if it didn't work out, we would go to formula. I was so happy with that decision. Um, yeah. But yeah. then the opposite happened. <laughs> And Hector never took a bottle until 15 months. (laughs) (laughs) Never took a bottle. So he was exclusively breastfed to 15 months. Nothing. I tried so many times to get a bottle into him. Never happened. So (laughs) I was so grateful, so grateful to have that experience. It was lovely. So gorgeous breastfeeding my child. and, And it was really special. However... I wouldn't say I had a better bond with either of them for more than the other. And I wouldn't, it was beautiful breastfeeding. I'd love to be able to do that again if we have another child, but it hasn't changed my relationship with them. And I wouldn't say one's more better, like better off than the other. So. Oh, I, I 100% agree completely. Yeah. 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 What about you, Marley? Um, yeah, like I said, I had a really great experience with Mila no issues there just I mean like nipple tenderness and stuff at the start but by two weeks that was gone which was great then with Layla started off really good and then I ended up getting for some reason I don't know how but I just had like a crazy oversupply and like a really forceful letdown as well which just made it really struggle like she was just so unsettled I would I don't think she really kind of settled down until like eight weeks, maybe nine weeks, because she just like, the feeding was just terrible. I think I gave up twice um, and put her on formula, but then like, for like, for me, I loved the experience of breastfeeding with Mila, um, and I really wanted that again, so um, I kind of like, (laughs) I swapped, I stopped breastfeeding for a week, and I thought, yep. I'm fine with this, like I'm happy to, I'm formula feeding and I formula fed Layla for a week and then decided no, I actually wanted to give it a go again, so then I tried again and I don't think it really sort of um, calmed, like my oversupply didn't calm down until probably maybe three months started getting better and like now it's fine, like she breastfeeds and she is on, she's, she's actually mixed fed because she... um goes obviously she's away from me for three of days a week I breastfeed her on my lunch break for two of the days but um between those other times that she needs a bottle she's on formula which I'm absolutely like I'm fine mm. with it doesn't bother me at all and um, how's you how have you found like your supply yeah. has it been affected I don't know yet because it's Mm -hmm. so um it's really like early days but yeah I didn't find like yesterday um well I didn't find on my first day only feeding her that once during the day I didn't my boobs weren't sore or anything by the end of the day so yeah I just um I'm really glad I think when I say I had an oversupply I'm not even kidding you and I think it was five days or four days I pumped almost six liters of milk and donated it oh my goodness yeah 
It might have been three or four days. I donated it to um, another mum who Good needed it. I'm not joking when I say I know yeah. I would get like, I would probably get like 500 mils per mm. pump, like per time. That's oh so my much. goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, or maybe like 400. I think 400. That's so much. Yeah, my, both the bottles would completely fill, like That's almost nuts. to the point of overflowing. What are you and that was. That was pumping for like six minutes. Whoa. So it was extremely, extremely hard to deal with. And I didn't have that with Mila. I just, so, yeah, I found that. I actually read but, something yeah. that said uh, if you have a girl after another girl, you have a greater supply. Hmm. Wonder if it's oh. like the hormones. That's, yeah. Yeah. I think that happened, definitely happened mm, with me. So interesting. So how did you guys find the emotional toll of breastfeeding and bottle feeding? I wasn't prepared for the mess wow. of breastfeeding. <laughs> oh my Milk God. everywhere. No. Or like waking up in the middle of the night and your sheets are completely yes, soaked. Yes, like your top, your sheets, everything soaked. Oh, so gross. There's nothing worse than having like something wet on and it your And it's got that like yucky milk smell. Smell, oh, gross. Yeah, or on, the, on, the, on their clothes, I'd always find when I was feeding on one side, then it would, the other side would soak through and then wet they'd patch. get a wet patch on their tummy. Yes, oh, yeah. how annoying. Or if they, yep. oh, or in a cafe or something, if they pull off and then it just sprays out. Sprays. So you're like, yep. just spraying milk for everyone to get a bit of. Anyone else want milk? <laughs> yeah. yeah, free milk. I remember sometimes at night, like, having flow on one side and like folding my pajama top up so there was like four extra layers of material between me and her <laughs> mm. it's so great isn't it though that yeah. at night you can just whip your boob out and they that's all you have to do and it's the right temperature oh, so good yes mm. yeah definitely and when you're out not having to pack anything it's so convenient that's like the biggest yeah. difference i found between a breastfed and a bottle fed baby is with Flo I'm like I don't actually really need anything for you like no. maybe a nappy if mm. you're lucky mm. whereas with <laughs> whereas if you poo you yeah just you're lie. fine no. whereas with, with Harry it was like okay I have to have the water you've got to have the yes. bottle you've got to have the formula you've got to have all these different things yeah and it was always like well I better yeah. take more than one bottle just in case I don't know, you're extra hungry or something yes. happens. You never want to be stuck, do you? No, no. no. Whereas mm. with the breastfed baby, you don't have that at all. No. And I always worried, someone warned me about this, if there was an earthquake and with a bottle-fed baby, mm. I'd always make sure that we had in our in a safe place that I think wouldn't, you know, nothing would happen to, bottled water and formula. Like the sachets. Yes. yes. Yeah. Whereas with a breast of a baby again, you just don't have to think about it, do you? You're like, well, as long as no. I'm around and they're around no. and yeah. I think, mm. I mean, we've all done both. And I honestly think the emotional toll on there is emotional impact on both, but just very different, isn't it? Yes. Like yeah. both are challenging in their own ways. Yes. Yeah. And I, I've never, I feel like you can't explain the um, the 
freeing feeling of when, well, like, you'll get to this, Georgia, but, like, when you're not breastfeeding anymore, like, that freeing feeling of being able to wear a dress in summertime, being able to wear something and not think, hang on, how am I going to access this? Like, you have to, that's another, like, the mental load thing, right? There's something else to add on. Like, you have to plan in advance like what you're going to wear so that you have easy access, which I find hard in summertime because, like, I love wearing dresses and stuff, and like, un- unless it's got buttons yep. down the front, I just can't. I can't wear it. That's stuff so like that. true. So, like, when that freeing feeling of not having your baby hanging mm. off you or rock hard boobs all the time. if you do go out. Oh, rock hard! Yes. Oh my god, that was so good. Mm. When I when my with Mila when I stopped feeding and like my supply just like obviously went away, so good just being able to go out and be out for like a few hours and not have to worry about either taking my like hucker pump with me to express and let out mm. some, you know, like it's just great. Your boobs are normal after like yes, it just, just like, saggier. You know. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. I remember like hand expressing into the sink of a restaurant because I just, I knew I wasn't going to be home for at least, even if I left then, at least half an hour and I just needed some relief. So there was like... I did that. I literally did that today. <laughs> That's what I, I forgot. I for, w- drove to work and I forgot my breast pump. So in my lunch break, I went in and like for five minutes, I was just hand expressing into the sink because. Were you watching yeah. it go down the drain? Like, no. Liquid gold. Um, yeah. yeah, kind of. I Yeah. I guess I when know, you've had an I oversupply, see... you're probably like, Ugh. <laughs> whatever. No. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true, isn't it? It's such a weird thing to get used to. Yes. I mean, you can speak to this more than me, Catherine, but I think probably the hardest bit that I experienced was pumping. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I said you. to you, and you were the same, like, when I, the thought of pumping with flow, I was just like, I actually don't want to go there. It made me feel extremely anxious. And like when we, she now takes like one bottle a day sometimes. And I was doing expressing for that, but now I give her a formula because I'm like, I am not dealing with pumping. I'm Mm. so done with that. I completely agree. Oh, definitely. I did try pumping initially to see when we did want Hector to take a bottle and I thought, oh, I actually really don't want to pump. And if he's not going to, yeah, if he's not going to take a bottle and, he, you know, he didn't want a bottle at all for formula either, then it is, it's way it easier is just it is. to get it straight from the <laughs> breast. And obviously it means you can't leave them for more than three hours, but yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. I, something I did struggle with was, I was thinking about this earlier today when I knew we were recording. I remember sitting in the GP's office with Hector and we were waiting to go in for his um, like six-week jabs. And I was breastfeeding him there, which don't you find quite funny that with the second one, I just fully whip the boob out and I don't, like the whole thing comes out now. I just don't really make any effort yeah. to not show it. And I don't care <laughs> who sees it. <laughs> but yep. I was breastfeeding and this lady must have been about in her, her like 50s said to me, oh, I love seeing people breastfeeding and I said oh thanks yes yeah it's lovely it's so nice to be able to feed him and she said 
I'm just it's just so lovely to see that you are breastfeeding because way too many people do bottle feeding now for their babies and it's just not so good for them I wanted to scream at her like you utter bellend you are the reason I felt so guilty when I switched over to a bottle I just said to her well whatever way works for us you know it just but oh. I feel like you can never win because then you'll have those people as well, those like old or like people who stare at you or like comment if you're breastfeeding in public. Have you ever yes. had that? Like, I just like, it's like why, you know, it's like a you can never win situation because there's dickheads yeah. that comment when you're breastfeeding and then there's dickheads that comment as well when you're bottle feeding and it's like just shut up like this is I'm not feeding your baby. my child it's a basic yeah I'm keeping this child need. alive yes <laughs> so oh. what do you think is one thing that you'd tell somebody who's pregnant right now um, about feeding before they go into it get your bloody latch checked <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah ask for help I think like you see we've got lactation consultants they are amazing yes. I had one with Flo and it was via zoom because of covid but it was the best thing and actually if it's sore know that that's not super normal mm. um mm. and yeah get help if you need it and don't put pressure on yourself mm. sorry that's like more than way think, more than yeah. one thing <laughs> they're great points <laughs> I, I think um yeah like don't put pressure on yourself and don't I mean I know it's easier said than done but like try not to let it take away from like this precious precious yes. time with your newborn baby like just enjoy your baby yeah. without feeling the pressure of how or what you're feeding to your oh, baby. Oh, that's so good, yeah, Marley. Do, that's such good advice. Yeah, it's just, just about you and your baby. Do what is good for you. Yeah. yeah. Mine's similar. Yeah. Just be follow your gut in all aspects. Mm. You know, if it's mm. not feeling right, just follow your gut and seek help. Follow your gut if it's not feeling like the way you're feeding is right. Change it. Just you the, going from one from Hugh to Hector second time round I just my one rule was follow my gut and we had such a beautiful yeah. successful breastfeeding journey because of it um yeah something can I just share this something that one of my best friends did which I just thought was so good was she wasn't loving breastfeeding her her baby so she said okay I will get to six weeks and if I am still hating it at six weeks I'll stop and then as she was approaching the six-week mark, she thought, oh, no, this is okay. I'll, I'll keep going. And then she gave herself, you know, eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks. And once she approached the 12-week point, she was like, I can't wait to get to this point so I can stop feeding. Right. And I just thought that was such mm. a good, good way to do it, that mm. it was no pressure. And she just she knew when it was the right time to stop mm. because it was actually not the best thing for her mental health. Mm. And I yeah. think we've, we've touched on it, but you know, whatever you do, if you, it's best for your mental health, then you're going to be the best parent that you can for your baby. Oh, a hundred percent. And definitely don't freak out over 
your appointments when the, you know they haven't gained as much as they used to we haven't even touched on the scales oh my goodness oh. <laughs> let's not even go there no, we'll let's... get angry won't we Catherine? <laughs> yes um <sighs> yes it's just like you said it's just about you and your baby and what's right for you and your family isn't it it is mm. yeah. and maybe Absolutely. we should look into why men's nipples are so useless <laughs> oh that's on my to-do list <laughs> very good yeah. right thank you thank you guys so much for listening we really hope that you enjoyed hearing about our journeys and as you can hear, we've all had such different journeys and even between our two two babies. And mm. I think it's, you know, we are living proof that with what happens with one baby doesn't necessarily dictate what will happen with your with your next. So, yes, yeah, we'd love to chat yeah. with you if you've got, if you need any support, um, if you've had a hard time with feeding or anything like that. Please know that our DMs are always open. Yes. Um, you can, you yeah. can find us on apple podcasts and spotify and we'd really appreciate it if you could follow us and give us a rating and you can also find us on parentpod at parentpod.nz and we are extremely thankful to the sleep store this week we have an amazing giveaway with them so keep an eye on our instagram page for that total have a great week guys yeah Bye. bye bye